grapes. There it goes. Recording's in progress. Okay, so... (laughs) I think it just divided it into two recordings. Uh, We might have to redo this tomorrow. Oh, it's okay. I just put it together. (laughs) (laughs) Capitalism ruins everything. (laughs) We had to take a break for those who are coming. (laughs) If you... Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> we had to partake in capitalism, but we're back. <laughs> so many things are happening. That's a lot. It is a lot. Do you remember the point we were on? No, but speaking of horrifying capitalism and the housing crisis, I saw someone today post on Facebook trying to get their grandparents' affordable housing mm-hmm. after triple bypass surgery. So they can't live in a walk-up. And I was just mm-hmm. like, but they make just barely over the threshold for, to qualify for Medicaid. Okay. I hate it. Uh, I hate yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so many families get caught up in this like, poverty line situation where they're like okay you're not poor enough to where we need to help you but actually you're too rich we can help you and I wish of course this is like a more liberal more like socialist thing but I wish it was a little more expanded so that way more people could be helped universal basic income no yeah (laughs) um like come on people like the poverty line first of all if minimum wage hasn't been raised since the 80s mm-hmm. and it has been proven that no one can afford a one bedroom apartment working a full time minimum wage job anywhere in the United States of America, that is all 50 states. Mm. And we have oodles of open real estate mm. that doesn't want to lower the price. For people to occupy it because they want capitalism. Mm. So there is like we could solve homelessness <laughs> so easily, people. It's yeah, I that's the frustrating thing to me. It's things don't have to be this way. We don't have to have a large homeless population, but it's it's the greed of capitalism that makes it that way. Tax the rich. Anyway. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> I'm saying tax the rich, but Elon Musk decides to go buy Twitter. He bought Twitter, which. Why? <laughs> why? Twitter was fantastic before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just. <laughs> Can whoever leaked the SCOTUS, um, the SCOTUS decision, like be put on like Twitter watch or something? <laughs> Let's use those powers for good. I agree. Use those powers for good. How come my student debt is still there? (laughs) It's not Fort Knox. It is not. It is not. With the way that that technology works to make a payment, they know when you miss a payment, but in order to make a payment, you have to like draw blood. It's, It's not fine. 
None of it. And and these are all the reasons I think every episode turns into I hate capitalism episode because <laughs> it is the worst. Uh, it's like every, no, I'm not even going to use that analogy because that could definitely be like, yeah, no, <laughs> that can t- be taken out of context very easily. Anyways, so, ooh, we've already talked about So we already talked about the hood doesn't hate smart people, but there is a chapter later on education specifically. So we get to talk about education more. I always love to talk about education. Love it. Do you have any final remarks on education before we move on to missing and murdered? I am ready to move on. All right. So, missing and murdered. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward, missing and murdered. I don't know if our listeners know anything about the statistics of um, how women of color are overly represented in missing cases files, how women of color are like a majority of the cold case files how the country and the world seems to be obsessed with quote unquote white missing woman syndrome, Mm -hmm. which for those of you who do not have urban dictionary means that they focus all of their energy and resources into finding white women where hundreds, if not thousands of women of color go missing all the time. And people just do not do not care literally for like less or for loss of a better, better term. Like Mm -hmm. they just don't care. And also I want to point out that the murder rate for trans women of color is probably the highest Mm -hmm. of that of murdered women. So, yeah. Yeah. And and that was basically this chapter. It was very, it's daunting. It is heavy. It is really, really scary. It, mm-hmm. When you think about, like, America's obsession with serial killers, true crime, that whole, like cult following of it Hmm. we remember hearing cases of white people Mm -hmm. i i i can think of like all of these just cases of like um just white people but whenever you think all right where are where are the case names because like i can pull gabby petito out of my head Like right there, right off the top of my head. It was everywhere. There were, I want to say 20 cases that coincided with Gabby Petito's case in the same jurisdiction Mm -hmm. around the same timeline of missing women of color. And I don't know any of their names. Yeah. And and that is what Mickey points out. It's kind of similar to... Black girls don't have eating disorders in the sense that the way it's covered is very racist. 
in sense of like, okay, well, we, we have all these, this, all these resources allocated for when this white woman or this white girl is missing and we should, but none of that is reciprocated when it's a black or a brown woman or girl. And, and therein lies the problem, which I think points back to when we were talking about fast tail girls and how there's this, this cultural understanding of how white women and white girls should be protected. And that's not reciprocated for any other population. And here we see a consequence of that. I mean, missing women and girls are missing women and girls, regardless of their race. Yep. It also plays into the adultification of women of color. Mm. How, oh no, a missing white girl. Oh no, she must be so scared, so lost. Missing a woman of color. Oh, she can probably handle herself. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> oh my gosh. Just like, it says, um, all right, I'm going to pull a quote. Ah. <sighs> Excuses are made about drugs, risky behavior, or simply that a missing person in question is an adult who likely moved on to someone else and somewhere else. Even when the bodies pile up, it's entirely possible that police will ignore them because of their race. Mm-hmm. Like that? There's no speculation around that. That is a blatant call out to the system, to the policing system, to the fact that resources are not allocated towards people of color Mm. like there's been a there's been a huge resource disadvantage from the very beginning and why stop at missing women and uh of color right yeah which which makes me think like also police are not really a resource i guess in this specific instance in terms of like missing people yeah but we're talking about crime and i know the the most common response is more cops but that's not a resource and i think the only reason it would maybe be argued for white communities is because they aren't the ones who are brutalized by police another quote i'm gonna pull from this chapter Kendall references the FBI's National Crime Information Center. And despite being only 13% of the total population, Black Americans account for an average of 34% of all missing persons a year. I don't know if you've seen the Instagram missing Black person. I think that's the handle. I can double check it. Maybe. But they report almost daily about ongoing cold cases ongoing cases of missing um missing black people that do not get any sort of like news coverage they're not like shared on nightline Mm. like it's very heartbreaking that people have to resort to their own resources and i'm grateful for social media and that resources uh, and widespread media have become more accessible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is running social media is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're running social media for a person whose life is on the line mm-hmm. and you're just a regular person, 
Mm-hmm. Like that should not, that burden should not have to fall on like one or two people that actually care. Yeah. I was about to say that shouldn't, just like you said, that shouldn't be any one person's responsibility. When we have media outlets that do this for other populations that are capable of doing it and just aren't doing it for more more vulnerable populations for black and brown women. <laughs> That's also really, I mean, I did not know that number was so high. 34%. 34% of all missing persons. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that women, uh, that people of color are overrepresented in almost every negative negative category you can think of mm-hmm. in this country, even though that this country is still a majority white population. Mm-hmm. Which going back to the classroom and the perspective being, oh, this population is just really smart and these populations aren't. I think the perspective on this, it it needs to be switched. Mm-hmm. Like, and then for people to also just realize missing should also equate violence mm-hmm. for someone to go missing, like no one goes missing for funsies mm-hmm. for funnies. There's always some sort of danger involved. There is violence involved and getting to the root of that violence as to why a person might've gone missing is also a systemic issue that we have not solved. Yeah. And I don't even think that that's a connection that culturally we've made yet. So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I mean, if we're not even acknowledging that it's a form of violence, there's no way there's any sort of solution even on the horizon. Yeah. Like not to mention that like, uh, where was it? Where was it? Um, there's just a simple lack of investment in the safety of minority populations. There's a lack because there's lack of interest. There's lack of protections. There's lack of rights and there's a lack of sense of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like if we don't even see these missing people as humans, mm-hmm. we're not going to care. Right. Right. I thought Mickey brought up a really good point when she was saying, oh, I'm not going to lose this point. <laughs> I may have lost it, but yes, recognize the humanity, humanity in all people. And this is not even a problem because you understand a missing person is a missing person. And they all we all deserve that same sort of urgency and search. Like what's really sad and disturbing about the sheer number of missing women and girls is that like the longer that they're gone, the more like the less they're going to realize that people care about them. Mm. And it's really just like, I can think that if I didn't contact like my people, like, for there was a time where I went social media silent for a week and I and I was getting calls being like, are you OK? Mm-hmm. Just like, are you OK mentally? Not are you gone? OK, so if like. For there to not be a huge deal made over people just. 
being gone. Mm. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's definitely taking me back to um uh 2021, uh like COVID. At this point, the WNBA had their bubble and they were covering women who had been affected by police brutality. And they were just talking about how, I mean, at that point, we only knew Brianna Taylor. And so for all the other women who've been affected and you, you talk about police brutality for other populations and we should, I'm not saying we shouldn't, but when you overlook specifically in this case, women, but when you overlook people, then that's, I mean, in this case, this person is actually missing. Like they feel that, but if like they're the victim of it, then their family feels just completely overlooked when their pain is just as real as whichever story made it on the headlines. Mm-hmm. Like it, part of me really wants to do that kind of empirical media research. It would mm-hmm. take forever mm-hmm. because in today's day and age, we have so much documented. Mm-hmm. It would take forever. Um, But that would be something that I would be interested in is like, how are these cases chosen by the media to get to get um, produced? How are these stories being deemed worthy or unworthy to put on the nine o'clock news? Yeah, I do not know the answer to that. My assumption not being immediate at all is like when you think of like clickbait <laughs> or just whatever story will catch fire and bring more attention to some type of media outlet. But I don't know even what goes into that. How do you determine what is clickbait and not? Mm-hmm. Like one more quote that I'm going to pull out of this is like, Currently, many of those who are responsible for the serial victimization of marginalized women feel like they have identified the perfect victim pool, whether they target people with substance abuse issues, homeless people or sex workers. They know the chances of those types of people getting as much attention as a cheerleader or a soccer mom are minimal. Mm -hmm. That goes back to whether or not we see humans as humans. Mm -hmm. I also highlighted that quote because. That so it hurt to read that quote. <laughs> the fact that there are populations that I mean, even predators know, oh, these populations aren't deemed as valuable as other populations is the fact that there's enough, like I know it's true. We know it's true. Mickey Kendia knows it's true. I think anyone who reads that sentence knows it's true. That in itself is a problem. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that Kendall could sit there, write that sentence without empirical evidence, without without having to cite her sources, and we all know it as a universal truth, mm-hmm. that is damning of us as a society. Yes, that is a problem. And I think either the sentence before or the sentence after talks about when you protect all people, then... That it the alarm is raised for everyone, which I think goes back to if everyone's treated as human, the quality of life it increases for all of us. It's not just about whatever vulnerable population we're talking about that moment. If and you can't oppress this group in this way, you can't oppress anybody in that way. It's better for all of us. And why can't people see that? We're literally <laughs> regressing 50 years, people, yeah. probably more. 
Yeah. There's a lot of backtracking going on right now, which is really concerning. But I'm, I'm glad you read that quote because that one certainly stuck with me. I was like, this hurts my soul. Oof. And it's just like, mm, it can't like I could just mm, I can't help but think of that one Bible verse that we were taught when we were like in fifth grade. Whoever is kindest to the least of these mm. like and then you think. Well, who are the least of these? And then you think, oh, my God, we're not treating the least of these right at all. Come but on. not like that, you socialist. <laughs> not like that, you stupid socialist. It is truly wild. I mean, there's a lot of area for growth, like a ton. <laughs> the bar is low. The bar is on the floor. It's, it's pretty bad in the fact I don't think people who see it differently understand until we address it, things aren't going to get better. You can't ignore it. You can't pretend like you can't pretend that people don't exist. Nothing's going to happen if we continue on the same course that we're on. We have to acknowledge things. We have to be able to talk about them. We have to improve the quality of everyone's life. And then I mean, it sounds like super crazy, but then we'll all be happy and it will be great. I want to be happy. Providing like comprehensive health care to everyone involved, it benefits capitalists. So why can't they freaking see that? Yeah. If you have someone who is healthy and able to work, then they are able to work and provide you with more whatever you want, Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos. <laughs> and all the unions are doing are just trying to have like a livable wage. Is that too much to ask for something that money is a construct already? <laughs> I don't think it's too much to ask. Ah. (laughs) I can't, I can't freaking out, continuously freaking out. So our next, our next two chapters are going to be kicks in the stomach. Okay. Fear and feminism. And race, poverty, and politics. Interesting. It's going to be future Hannah and Kara's headache. <laughs> these are more generic, or these are more general than her typical titles. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I think from here on out, they... Ooh! Ooh, can we skip ahead to reproductive <laughs> justice? Ooh, no, no, no. We got to read an order. So then that way we can appreciate it more. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're reading an order like a book is supposed to be. She wrote it this way and we will honor her <laughs> by reading it that way. Although I want to skip. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> but we'll just have to wait and see what happens next week. That is if we aren't, you know, dressed in red and wearing hoods. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, I just, we're fine. We're fine. 
All right. I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.